and welcome to yet another episode of Disproportionate Podcast right here with me, your boy, as I believe people like to say on YouTube at least, uh, your boy Mike. <laughs> now then, now then, it is episode eight. Uh, who'd have thunk it? Episode eight. Me is the answer to that one. Uh, do you know how? Because I counted up the pre-existing episodes. There were seven of them. Seven plus one. I know. Mathematical genius. I can tell you is eight. Wow. I mean, in future years, there will probably be a Netflix limited documentary about my mathematical genius. But before we get too hung up on that, let's cover what we're going to be talking about in this week's podcast. We will be talking about the Euros, but not about the football, about a couple of things I've noticed around it. We will be tackling the usual stuff, such as Get In, which is, of course, the uh, the shard of light in amongst the clouds of complaint over the last seven days. Small gripes, Scott. We'll be covering that. The small things that have been annoying you guys disproportionately over the last seven days. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about superstitions. We will talk a little about the uh, the rules, the guides that you can look at larger men of Great Britain in terms of how you can work out whether an item of clothing actually fits you or not and whether it's okay to be wearing outside or not. All of that stuff, plus much, much more. Uh, Should we get started? I think we probably should. Okay, guys, uh, I'm over the moon to say that we need a, a slight update right now at the start of this episode because... Uh, the rest of it was recorded kind of after the Germany match and after the Ukraine match. But before we got through to the flipping final, we are in the European Championship final, guys. I'm over the moon. Uh, and let me just give you a quick tip. I, I can't believe it, by the way. Like, I can't believe I'm saying that out loud and that it's not just a complete flipping fib. Uh, yeah, England, European Championship final. Absolutely buzzing. And now that I've said that, let me encourage you guys and girls to pay full attention to Oosburn Play Farm and their uh, their pig, who is psychic and as such has predicted correctly every single England match up to this point. Now, I'm on tenterhooks here. I'm waiting to find out what the pig predicts in terms of the result on Sunday. But up until now, has predicted England win every time and has been correct. I'm going to go visit it in person over the next week. Well, the next couple of days, I'll let you know how it goes. There now follows a public service announcement from Disproportionate Podcast. Okay, guys, as you've just heard, unfortunately public service announcement is required. It shouldn't be. I'm depressed we need to talk about this, but I'm afraid we do, guys. Listen, uh, the sun has got its hat on lately here in Great Britain. Last five, six days, oh, it's been sweltering. It's been awfully humid. It's been a bit warm. Uh, And as a result, two or three occasions while I've been walking around in the city centre, in the surrounding area, I have caught... The larger gentleman, listen, no fat shaming intended here, but this is definitely aimed at the larger gentleman right here in Great Britain. No doubt this is a a trope, something that exists in the wider world. 
The larger gents, I'm talking maybe triple, quadruple XL and above in terms of your uh, upper body, upper torso wear. There are two measurements that you need to take to figure out if a top fits you or not. Not only do you need to figure out if width-wise it will go over your arms, over your head, over your shoulders and around your rather portly belly, but also there's a second measurement. Surprise, surprise. Is it long enough? Is it long enough to completely hide your timber? Now, too few of you guys, too few of you have been making both of those measurements over the last couple of days, four or five days. I have discovered in the last four or five days three separate episodes of a man doing the first measurement perfectly well. Yeah, of course, the T-shirt completely covers him until about his belly button. So width-wise, he is good. But length-wise, it's way too short. I'm having like a ham hock, just bare pink belly. Exposed, completely just out there in the sun for everyone to see below where the T-shirt finishes, but before the trouser, the short begins. Literally a ham hock, a gammon joint of belly fat hanging below, below the t-shirt line for all to see that would comfortably fit a family of 10. Comfortably feed them around the dinner table of a Sunday afternoon. Disgraceful, guys. Two measurements to see if a t-shirt fits you. Does it fit you width-wise? Good. You are good there. We are all good. Does it fit you lengthwise? Equally as important. Sort it out, guys. Okay, we need to talk about the Euros a little bit, guys. Uh, firstly, we need to talk about this. This is, I don't know how related it is to the Euros, really. More to Europe. Listen, I've been uh, teaching my daughter about flags, okay? So because the Euros are on, I saw, oh, this is a perfect teaching opportunity. Let me draw up all of the flags of the many, many countries taking part in Euro 2020, as they're calling it, despite the fact that it's now taking place in 2021. That's going to be confusing in future years, isn't it? Either way, I uh, got a massive sheet of paper and I drew all of the flags uh, with the idea being that we would identify them, pick the colours out that matched with the country's flag and then colour them in together. We did that. It was a lovely, lovely activity. And to do it, you know, I had a, I had a 12 pack of brand spanking new felt tips. It was all going so well. Uh, and I've got two points to make now. Firstly, I don't know where the meeting was held where we decided between us in Europe that largely only three colours would be used for the I don't know how many countries. I don't know what the deal is. It, it seems like you're only allowed four colours to choose from for your European flag. You're allowed red, you're allowed white, you're allowed blue, and if we're really pushing the boat out, sure, you can have a tiny bit of yellow. Tiny, tiny, mind you. Tiny, mind you. And at a massive stretch, maybe you can have orange, you know? We're just talking Germany and Belgium there, aren't we? But, uh, yeah, so we sat down, we did it, it was great. But by the end of it, guys, a brand new packet of felt tips. We're still looking really good, really healthy, apart from four colours. But largely, apart from two. Red and blue, guys, had run out in one session of colouring in because the people of Europe were not imaginative enough to use other colours. 
making me use up and empty out three of a brand new packet of felt tips. On the first day, shocking. Shocking, not only has there been not enough imagination in the flags, but you are making people use up one or two of a brand new full set of felt tips straight off the bat. Shocking stuff. I look with yearning eyes at the flags of the Middle East, at the flags of Africa. Look at all those colours. Why are we predominantly just red, white and blue? I don't understand it. Sure, you can have it in horizontal order, your three stripes. You can have it in vertical order, your three stripes. Why must it be three stripes and including largely red, white and blue? I don't get it. I'm going to have to buy a new set of felt tips now. I'm not happy about it. You know, while we're on the subject of the Euros, the European Championships, there's something missing from this Euros. And do you know what it is? It's, uh, it's the cameraman. <laughs> and the fact that he has stopped, after my entire lifetime of seeing it happen at every European Championship, every World Cup, the cameraman has stopped panning around the crowd when nothing particularly interesting is happening on the field of play when there's a stoppage. And he stopped looking for the, the prettiest girls, essentially, the hottest girls from each nation. That has happened at every European Championship, every World Cup I can ever remember. There's a lull in play, someone's, you know, pulled a hamstring, maybe the ball's gone out of play, it's going to take a while for them to get a ball back on there, maybe there's an injury. They'd always pan around in the crowd and they'd find, say for example, if it's Italy versus Brazil, they would find the prettiest girl in each one of that nation's colours in the stands. Now listen, I realise in the modern era, you know, things have taken a sharp turn left, everything's gone very woke, and it's not all bad. It's not all a bad thing. Things needed addressing to some degree. But I've got to say, even though I wasn't in it for the four factor, I, I will miss the fact that the cameraman still bothered to do that. It's gone now. Seems it's gone forever. The only person I can remember being shown for more than two seconds by the cameraman in the entire Euros that was in the crowd, at least, was that poor little German girl. When we beat Germany! Did you see that coming? I did not see that coming, guys. England beat Germany over the last week. We're set at this stage, okay, we are in the semis. We are reaching the semis. England still in the competition. We've beaten Germany in the last week. Didn't see that coming. And we've beaten Ukraine. Didn't see that coming, not because they're world beaters, but just because I thought it's England, later stages of a competition, something's going to go horribly wrong. Now, will it against Denmark? Yeah, maybe. Probably. We'll see. We'll see. But, you know. My point was this, guys. I'm sad to see the end, however outdated it is, of cameramen panning around the crowd as soon as there's a lull in play to just openly look for the hottest girl in the crowd it's a bit it's a bit of a sad moment when uh you know little easter eggs as they're referred to nowadays like that disappear from a uh, prime time viewing as it relates to football uh i will say though i did i didn't like to see i understood the ethos behind it i didn't like to see though when it panned to that little german girl crying during the uh germany match i did think oh bless her because I know that feels, you know, I've had my entire 40 years of watching England versus Germany in tournaments. I've never seen that happen. So I was absolutely buzzing that we were winning. But I knew how she felt. And then the fact that 
<laughs> it was endless just kind of memes about it and stuff. I thought it was a bit harsh. I could see why it was funny, because yeah, we've had to put up with that 50 years, but still a little girl, right? Do you know what I mean? Felt a bit, felt a bit hardcore to me. But either way, yeah, unbelievable. I, I will not join the tribe who like doing things that jinx the life out of us, like singing It's Coming Home or just make it. Listen, I will accept that it's coming home when it's home, when it's booked its flight, it's got off, it's dismounted and it's sitting in a cabinet somewhere in London, all right? When it's sitting in Wembley or at St George's Park or somewhere. Until then, I will not echo the refrain of it's coming home. I will not. I refuse. I refuse. Listen, guys, while we're watching the uh, the England matches, while we're on that topic, last thing I'll say about the Euros, I promise, for this week at least, oh, depending on how the next week goes, maybe I'll have more to say about it, I don't know, let's see. But uh, listen, nobody's enjoying being around me during the England match, and not just because of my bag of nerves, not just because I'm chewing up the curtains, chewing up the carpet, I'm so on edge, but also because I absolutely flipping reek. Now, how that happened is that for the England match... I'd previously been wearing black and I realised as the England match was about to kick off oh my gosh they're all in black I can't be wearing their colours went up chucked on this miscellaneous white t-shirt pair of grey joggers the kind of stuff I'd only wear inside the house it's a bit rough it's a bit ready but anyway I wore it and because we had such an outstanding result beat Germany couldn't believe it uh, you know things went on during the match you know, it got a bit Ribenus Day in that white t-shirt I was wearing, I'll be honest with you. But I thought, I'll just chuck that in the bottom of the wardrobe, and as we've got a good result from it, I feel like it might bring good luck. I'll wear it for Ukraine as well. I didn't know it'd be Ukraine at the time, but it turned out to be Ukraine. We got, so I wore it, we've won again. We've won 4-0, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this outfit is good luck. I am not washing it until we either go out or we win. And I'm going to wear it next time round as well. Now, that is not pleasant for the people who share house with me because while I'm only wearing it while the match is on, I flipping reek. Listen, that is me at my most nervous, my most sweaty, my most prone to spilling things on myself because I'm a bag of nerves in terms of drinks and stuff. And yeah, I am not changing it. Also... I'm looking like Grizzly Adams up in here because while the matches are on, not only am I wearing stinky gear, but I refuse to either reshave my head or get an actual shave or trim my beard until again we go out or we win. As a result, I look like Grizzly Adams and I stink, but we're still in the competition. We're still in there, guys. Let's hope I don't need to change that gear, don't need to shave my head, don't need to redo the beard until at least next Monday where, fingers crossed, We've pulled off some kind of miracle. Okay, guys and gals, as you very well know, if you're a, a regular listener, every single week we take a deep dive into something, something, you know, some weeks it's the uh, filth pit that is the Craigslist temp job section. Some weeks it's hilarious reviews of holiday destinations, but this particular week we are going to be taking a look at the best customer complaints and responses. So most of these take place on Twitter. We're going to start off with this one right here. Joe Santiago contacts Taco Bell saying, Thanks for dinner, Taco Bell. Taco Bell responds with, You're welcome, Joe. What did you get? And Joe says, 
Diarrhea. I got diarrhea, but it was worth it. Sadadre says, yo, I just ordered pizza and it came with no topping on it or anything. It's just bread, Domino's. And Domino's responds with, we're sorry to hear about this. Please let our friends at Domino's UK know this so they can help. And then Sadadre gets back in touch and says, never mind. I opened the pizza box upside down, frowny face. Adam Stone on Twitter says, Hi Tesco, I've got a serious problem with one of your products I've re recently purchased. Tesco responds with, Hi Adam, could you elaborate on this? Thanks, Lauren. And then Adam gets back with just a picture of his dog being pink next to a photo of dog shampoo. And he says, Yeah, why on earth has your shampoo turned my dog bright pink? Will not wash out. You can't be turning people's dogs pink, man. Come on. Jay Felipe on Twitter gets in touch with Tesco. He says, immediate turn off if a girl's mobile network is Tesco Mobile. And Tesco Mobile gets back to him with, are you really in a position to be turning girls away, Jay Felipe? October Jones on Twitter contacts Sainsbury's. Dear Sainsbury's, the chicken in my sandwich tastes like it was beaten to death by Hulk Hogan. Was it? And Sainsbury's gets back to her with, October Jones, really sorry it wasn't up to scratch. We will replace Mr. Hogan with Ultimate Warrior on our production line immediately. <laughs> Justin Huang, or at Hot Pikachu Sex, gets in touch with Sega and says, What I wouldn't give for Sega to make a new jet grind game. And Sega gets back in contact with at Hot Pikachu Sex saying, What I wouldn't give to not have read your username. <laughs> this is terrible. Amtrak California, which obviously is a train company uh, in America, in the US of A, uh, says, well, it puts up a quote from someone called Waldo Emerson saying, do not follow where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. And a guy called At Pork Belt on Twitter says, with all due respect, this is terrible advice for trains. <laughs> An absolutely savage burn here, courtesy of Royal Mail. Chili P on Twitter, contact Royal Mail. I'd like to make a complaint. My Valentine's card still hasn't arrived. And Royal Mail says, sorry to hear that. When exactly did your mum post it and what service did she use? Next, Badman Bugatti on Twitter contacts Argos Online. Yo, when you get into PS4 tings in Moss Side, ain't waiting no more. Plus the Asian guy who works there got bare attitude. Hashtag waste man. And Argos gets back saying, Safe, bad man. We're getting some PS4 tings in within the next few weeks. You get me? So's about the attitude. Prob's having a bad day, yo. On this next one, someone appears to have replied in a very boomer-style fashion to an advert as if it's addressed particularly to them. So it's Victoria Plum advert and it says follow us for beautiful bathrooms, interior inspiration and our famous hashtag prize day prize giveaways. And uh, Sally Simpson on Twitter says go away and take your annoying spam and your toilets and sinks with you. Blocked. Victoria Plum says it's rare that our toilets and sinks ever get blocked. We're seeing a bit of theme here. Whoever runs the Tesco mobile <laughs> uh, Twitter account is pretty funny. So King Leah 
on Twitter says, when you call someone, it goes through to their Tesco voicemail, lol, and Tesco gets back saying, when you realise your mates are ignoring you, lol, hashtag no joke. And finally, before we go into the realms of, uh, you know, taking up half the podcast with <laughs> with reviews on Twitter, uh, Helgi Michael Quist on Twitter says, to uh, O2 Academy Brixton, hi, I've just been mugged at your venue. Are you able to help me? Academy Brixton says, hey, have you spoken to a member of security? And Helgi says, yes, and the police, but neither were interested in the fact I was just charged £5.25 for a room temperature kind of special brew. <laughs> we may come back to that at some point in future weeks, because I tell you what, there's an absolute flipping boatload of decent ones. But yeah, I do like a genuine interaction between uh, companies, Twitters, but not like Wendy's. I don't know if you've seen the Wendy's stuff, where it's all a bit try hard. But yeah, love that stuff. Love it. Ah, now it's time to take a look in our voicemail box. Ooh, look at this. We have a voicemail. And it's from our Washington correspondent, Tendai. What's been annoying Tendai disproportionately this week? One of the things that annoys me disproportionately is people who use the word literally when they're trying to either tell a story or emphasize a point. Most of the time, it's really not needed for them to keep saying literally after every few words, but they like to, I don't know, seem like they're more articulate than everybody else. You will find them using literally constantly and saying it with such vigor and passion and I will just be sitting there like come on this is literally (laughs) annoying and it's not needed so that affects me disproportionately and people need to stop Tuna and sweet corn, Hershey's chocolate in general. All bran, what do these three things have in common? Let me tell you, they are the three things that have been binned and put into our budget version of Room 101 over the last few weeks on the podcast. Every week I put a question to you guys and, uh, you know, I'll let you guys decide what gets binned in that particular category. This week, the question I put to the general public was... Whiz? Was... What's the worst dessert known to man? And let me tell you what some of the suggestions were before we sum up and put together a a top three uh, from which the one with the most votes will be binned this week. Okay, so worst desserts. Let me tell you what some of the replies are. Got a lot of them across social media this week, so thanks for that. The, The nominations are bread and butter pudding or rice pudding. It would be unfair of you to make me choose between them. I'm sorry, I am making you choose. Choose one. If not, I'll choose for you. Uh, Meron says, crackers and cheese. Why is this even considered dessert? There's nothing sweet about it. That is very true, to be fair. I'll take that one. Why is that as a dessert? 
what really why is it crackers never sweet cheese never sweet it's not a dessert but it is you're right it is generally on the afters slash dessert menu uh definitely bread and butter pudding says tracy sahara dot 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 oh i mean turkish delight why would you want to eat perfume says benjamin uh, semolina without fail says keith Ray says milk puddings like tapioca, semolina and rice pudding. I had them too much as school dinners and I've hated them ever since. Tapioca says Sue. Uh, we won't go, we won't read out too many of them, but I'll give you an idea of the nominations generally that we got in this week, the kind of things that were nominated. Okay, let's do that right now. So also including your nominations before we get the, the three to be put forward from which we'll pick the one that got the most votes to be binned this week. We have a fruitcake that got nominations, as did mince pies, I did Christmas pud, angel cake, I haven't seen that for a lot of years, I didn't know angel cake still existed. We got a crazy amount of nominations for spotted dick, unsurprisingly to me, nominations for Swiss roll, uh, for Victoria sponge, with the complaint being that it's just the most bland cake possible. I, I, I don't mind a bit of Victoria sponge as long as it's nice and light, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, we got nominations for tiramisu. Uh, yeah, but the three that got the most nominations were, let me tell you, mince pies, bread and butter pudding, and spotted dick. And I can now confirm by what you might consider a whopping majority the most hated dessert and the one getting binned this week and going into our budget room 101 is drumroll please it's bread and butter pudding bin it that's right bread and butter pudding binned this week try and see it on the menus from now on of your local eating establishments of restaurant chains that are trying to stay close to the common man. You will not see it because once something enters the bin, it is no longer to be found in our reality. Bread and butter pudding, it's in the bin. If you have a suggestion for, uh, well, topics that you'd like us to handle in future weeks on bin it, or even suggestions for what you would like to be binned, don't forget how to get in contact. You can do that across social meds. You can send me a direct voicemail, which I may well include on the actual podcast. You can do that via Spotify. If you're looking at the, uh, if you're listening via that platform right now, you'll see that there's a leave a voicemail button on the episode you're listening to. Simply use that. Or across social meds, we are, we are, I am, this is Disproportionate Podcast on Twitter and on Instagram. We haven't got a Facebook page yet. You know, we might make one in the future. Who knows? Okay, guys, it is time for Small Gripes Corp. That's right. Every week, I encourage you guys to send in the small things that have been annoying you across the last seven days. Uh, and again guys overwhelmed by the response many thanks for that keep them coming you know the ways disproportionate podcast on twitter disproportionate pod on instagram or you can send me the aforementioned voicemail via spotify if you're currently listening to an episode there is a send message button 
Uh, yeah, so we'll take a look at the small things that have been annoying you guys disproportionately over the last seven days. First of all, Darren comes in with this absolute belter. Uh, when your iPhone charger gets a turtleneck, that little lump that appears from too much bending, and you know your charger is going to die. Oh, it is awful. Awful. We've all experienced that at some point. You have my sympathy, Darren. Uh, here we go. This one comes in from Kai. Oh my gosh, I can relate to this. Said I lent my girlfriend my hoodie once and she pulled at the strings. They are now uneven. Cannot get them back to anywhere near parallel. I don't know why that's annoying but I guarantee I will pull on them until they are even or I break the hoodie. Yeah, that is really annoying. Listen, if someone <laughs> lends you a piece of clothing, do not mess with it. Ladies, if the fella you're dating lends you a hoodie, don't mess with it. Do not pull those cords. It is very, very, very irritating and almost impossible to get back right. Shocking, don't do it. Same with jogging bottoms. Do not pull at those things. Don't pull at them. Claire says, got my car cleaned and valeted in the last week and then moved my seat. No matter how much I move it and wriggle around on the seat, it just doesn't feel right for days afterwards. Yeah, awful, awful stuff. Here's one from Gavin that came in that we've all experienced for sure. Uh, in the last couple of days, misplaced my phone inside my house called it of course it was on silent didn't find it for two hours was really late for work got absolutely knacked yeah it is it is awful i kind of feel like the need to bring back those things that seem to be really popular in like the mid 90s late 90s it used to attach to your keys remember it was a fob and if you whistled it would let off a do 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 noise and you could always find it so even if your phone's on silent Let's let someone please make something you can attach to your phone so that even if you've been a bit of a numpty and left it on silent, it's possible to find it. Just by calling out to your phone, that is very annoying. You have my sympathy. One from Caroline here, she says, visited Mackie D's over the last few days. Put in my order, got my ticket, was waiting comfortably 15 to 20 minutes while other people came in, made their order, obtained their order a couple of people even ate it before i got mine that is shocking absolutely shocking that is where the message ends so i can't tell you what the result was did you get it eventually i don't know what was the reason that there was such a delay couldn't tell you but you have absolutely caroline my sympathy it does feel awful doesn't it when you put in your order there's a number assigned to it, yet people whose numbers are a good 15, 20 after yours have already got their food. And your simple, your order quite often is very simple. I very rarely go to Mackie D's. I think I talked about it on a previous episode. When I was back visiting family not long ago, they wanted Mackie D's. I never go there, but I went because, you know, well, if I'm, if I'm being honest, other people were paying, so I thought, yeah, why not? So I went in there and not only did the girl mess up the order massively on drive throughs so I had to physically go in there, which defeated the whole object to correct the mistake. But I was then stood there 15 to 20 minutes while people who came in and ordered and were getting their supposedly quicker orders 
from the drive-thru all came before me. Oh, I was furious. So you have absolutely my sympathies there, Caroline. Right, that wraps up our small gripes caught for this week. You know how to get in touch if you want to do so for next week. Right, just a brief call to action, guys, just to encourage you to whichever streaming platform you are currently listening to Disproportionate Podcast on, give it a like, give it a subscribe, uh, and even a star rating if you've got a couple of seconds. We really want to grow this podcast, so that would be great. Cheers. And now, guys... Almost at the end of the show, it's time for Flippin' Gutten! Which, as you will know by now, is uh, basically your ray of light in amongst the clouds of complaints. We've spent the rest of the show moaning about those small things that annoy us disproportionately, and now you're going to get involved with the things you guys have sent in over the last seven days that were your small pieces of good luck, good fortune, your small wins. Let's have a look. Start with Dave who says, group of people leaving a table in a busy pub garden just as you arrive. Gutting! That is indeed a getting, Dave. Absolutely love it when that happens, although it rarely does. I will say that. Especially if you think about it, how busy are beer gardens right now because people are hesitant to be indoors during the, the current situation. Very much a getting. Ellie says, finding the last dress or piece of clothing on your size on the sale rack. Get in. That is a get in. That is a get in. I love it when that happens. I always assume they don't have anything in my size, but occasionally they do. By the way, just as a side subject, I've always wondered why people who are particularly large, let's say, tend to be really badly dressed when whenever I'm looking at a sale rail, Anything that I'm interested in, they tend to have only an extra, extra small and like quadruple XL. Why are they so badly dressed? Next on your get-ins, Yvonne says, getting a compliment from a stranger on your outfit slash hair always feels great. Get in. That is indeed a get-in. Not one I've experienced too often, I'll be honest. Men don't usually uh, find themselves giving compliments to uh, men that are not known to them too often, or indeed men that are known to them. There we go. I think that's, a, that's a, an experience that is uniquely female, generally. Oh, what I am very much aware of, Mark goes with when your unlikely bet comes in, just made 500 quid. That is indeed a getting 500 quid? What kind of odds are you laying here? Good grief, I've never had anything like that come in. 500 quid, dear me. I mean, you a high roller. Are you laying high stakes here? Oh, a great shout from Toby here. It goes with a very simple one. We'll all experience it at some point, guys, at least a few times if you live to a decent age. <laughs> when your birthday falls on a Saturday, flipping, get in. Uh, he also adds that it's his birthday next Saturday. Happy birthday for next Saturday, Toby. Nice one. And finally for this week, this one comes in from Daryl. It says, just finished pouring yourself a bowl, a bowl of cereal. 
thinking you don't have enough milk just as your partner comes in with the shopping including four pints of milk flipping getting that is a lifesaver absolutely love it when that happens because let, let's be honest i know you've seen the film friday guys if you just poured all of that cereal into your bowl then there's no milk there, there really are no alternatives so that is indeed a flipping getting that wraps up our getting for this week send in your small wins your small victories via the usual ways across social media disproportionate podcast uh, on instagram disproportionate pod on twitter right guys that concludes our show for this week i'll see you back here next wednesday for another episode of disproportionate podcast don't forget stay in touch via internet wonders of the internet via internet that's disproportionate podcast and twitter that's disproportionate pod see you next wednesday ta-ta